Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorce mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Have you been bullied during this process? Well, today's episode is for you. Today, we're going to discuss what happens and what you can do if you've been bullied before separation, during separation, before you see a lawyer, after you see a lawyer, through the lawyers, before court, during court, and even after court. Welcome, Mum. <laughs> Hello, Laura. That's a big topic. Hello, everyone. I know. And look, it kind of does make maybe sometimes fall under the umbrella of post-separation abuse, but this is just people getting bullied, which necessarily doesn't doesn't necessarily mean post-separation abuse, but mm. it can happen. Mm. And so I feel like maybe some people get the wind up them yep. and they just act the way they've always acted with other people and maybe they are big bullies. And I thought it would be a good, mm. good episode for you to give some guidance to those people who feel like they're being bullied okay. by their exes. By their exes. Or potentially even their lawyer. Yes. Ah, There's an interesting point. And that includes people, I guess, who get pressured to take settlements and things. Mm. Mm. So let's get started, Mum. First of all, do you see much bullying going on? I do. I do. And you see a lot of people who've been bullied all their marriage or Mm. all their relationship and they don't sometimes see it. So this this is a good episode. I do think it's very similar to coercive control. Mm. Uh, And I think I mentioned to you peer pressure in a way. So they if you're being bullied, you might find it's not just one person. Your ex may have a team who all bully you. <laughs> so let's get started then. Let's okay. talk about that before you separate. Yep. So I know I've spoken to some people who've talked about whether the course is right for them. And I, I know I've spoken to some people through DMs and stuff and they they want to leave. But there's a lot of pressure from the other side's family, maybe their own family, as well as the other side not to leave, and they're being bullied to stay. Yes. Do you see that? Yes. And like what? How? How do you think people can work through that if they really want to go? Yeah, it, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's kind of a peer pressure. Hmm. And this is going to sound strange, but I mean, if they've been to your wedding and they have all bought into this happy ever after, uh, your separation from your ex doesn't just affect you. They take it a little bit personally. Right. And so, yeah, I I have seen it a lot in my practice. It's kind of in terms of not leaving. Mm. Yeah. I think there's a big expectation on you to fix it. Now, there's also the other side of the bullying to not leave is if you leave, you'll get nothing. I'll take you for all your worth. You'll never see the children again. This will be the biggest mistake you've ever made. That kind of bullying. Does that get bandied around a lot? It does. And what can you say to the people listening if they're getting that thrown at them at the moment? Well, I think that if you're in a relationship where people are saying that to you, that's not okay. No. You're 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 pushing down your own instincts and feelings to you know to fit, fit their mold. And, and it, why would you want to stay in a relationship that's pressuring you like that? And then from a lawyer's perspective, mum, can they take them for all their worth and make sure they never no. see the children again? What yeah. can you say to the listeners from a legal perspective okay. if they're getting that kind of stuff thrown at them, yeah. which I see all the time? Yes, I see it. I see it all the time. Mm. So. No, it's like unfit mother. Mm -hmm. Unfit mother, I'm going to take you for everything and you'll never see the kids. 
none of those terms I've ever seen really in a court order ultimately. Right. right. The, the judge court, doesn't order, take no. everything off her, make sure she never sees no. the children again and, and make her name mud. So yes. it doesn't actually get ordered. It doesn't get ordered. Sometimes the bully who's been probably successful in private enterprise mm. has what they call deeper pockets and right. can pay more for lawyers than, than the bullied person can. But look, the court and the law has been developing over the years to make it what they call a level playing field. And so when you leave, and we do have really good episodes about getting interim costs, so get some property for, with you, make sure you've got somewhere safe to go, and just be sure and be comforted that the Family Law Act is about reasonable adjustments. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you are painted as the worst in the world you've still got your entitlements to property settlement mm. and you're still a parent of the children and the children have a right to see both parents if it's good for them. So if you, I mean, I would have thought the person doing the bullying probably isn't particularly good for the children and are more at risk of, of having less time with the kids than you are. Mm. Sometimes it just means they've been to see a lawyer and they frighten themselves silly and so now they're telling you, well, they're gaslighting you. Mm. To so say, that, yeah, yeah, I've, they've, been, yeah, they've I know. seen the lawyer. They know what, what what's probably most likely going to happen with the property split. So they're trying to scare you. And so that's that's one definite way. And mum, I know how you said, don't worry. The court in the family court in Australia has a way of making sure that it's a level playing field. Mm. So can you just, I know we're just going to briefly touch on yep. this, but the dollar for dollar. Yes. A lot of people don't know about that. Yes. Okay. So a dollar for dollar order is a way that the court uh, an order the court can make so that every time your ex spends a dollar on a lawyer, mm -hmm. they have to give your lawyer a dollar. Uh, so that it's a, that's that's a good way of doing it. If the the money's all hidden, mm -hmm. if it's an imbalance in in income, but the money's all hidden, that's that's kind of the worst case scenario order the court can make. Yeah. More often, uh, if there's some money somewhere, mm -hmm. they may order that to be released to you, sufficient for your for your needs, for your lawyer, trying to make it even. And also, I mean, domestic violence is the ultimate, I guess, form of bullying. Yes. And the court has under Section 102NA, N for Nelly, A for Alpha, set out that you will not go to trial unrepresented yeah. and that the legal aid or federal government through, through state legal aids will pay for it. So don't don't worry too much. They have people have ways yes. of helping you. The court has ways. And if your lawyer that you talk to doesn't have those in in their toolbox as something they can tell you, maybe you need to talk to a different lawyer. Or come and listen to some more of our episodes. <laughs> so we've got a couple of post-separation abuse episodes. We've got what's fair, uh, what if it's unfair in property or if you can't afford a lawyer. We've got a couple of those episodes. If you can't find them, just send us a DM on socials and mm. we'll link you up with that. Mm. Okay, so that's bullying before you separate. So say our listeners had the... God, they've yep, they've pulled up their big girl pants or their big boy pants and they've gone, screw you, I'm still leaving. Mm. They've left and now they're getting bullied after separation and that bullying is maybe telling everyone yep. it's your fault, it's their fault or telling everybody that you cheated on them or just spreading horrible bullying mm. rumours and then threatening to blackmail you and ruin your name and I don't know. I'm just yep. trying to think I've of I've seen all of those things, yes. yeah. So how, how do people... 
navigate that? Yes, it, it is hard because they recruit people. So they usually will tell your parents before you get a chance mm. to. And if you've been trying to keep up a facade of a happy marriage, your parents won't even see it coming. Mm. Uh, your family, friends won't see it coming. Sometimes with the kids, you can't tell your side of the story. But with everyone else, you can. I have to say, though, the first form of bullying, usually once you've actually left, um, is they may try to be really nice to you Hmm. and lure you back. Right. So bullying, I think, is like coercive control. It's getting you to do something that you don't want to do. Yeah. Okay. And if they recruit your family and your friends and your parents to pressure you into coming back, then that is. So the way to do it is first, you need to be anyone who isn't on board just don't talk to don't go don't um go on the socials anyway you don't want anything that um can be thrown back at you mm-hmm. i i suggest there's a little phrase that, that i used and and with family actually and i said look i've got enough energy and resilience to get me through this and the kids through this but i don't have enough energy and resilience to help you guys if yeah. they've been recruited by your ex. So be ready for the for the wheedling and wanting you to come back. What about the bullying with, I'm not paying the school fees, you left me, that's your problem now, or mm. I'm not paying the mortgage anymore, um, you decided to leave, so you deal with the consequences. Mm. What do they do in that, like that financial bullying you side You can of go thing? to court. You can go and see a lawyer. They can write and threaten spousal maintenance if necessary. If there's a big imbalance in power and a lot of people are staying home with the children and one person earning these days, then they know that if they stop making those payments, the court has mechanisms, the Family Court in Australia has mechanisms to arrange for urgent payments. Okay. So I, I don't think there's anything that a bullying ex can do that hasn't already happened hundreds and th- maybe yeah. thousands of times and the court has developed mechanisms and laws. So you can make an application for spousal maintenance under Section 75. You can even make an urgent application where the court really doesn't need any proof usually to make an order, particularly if they have been paying it. Right. And then they suddenly stop. I call that good boy, bad boy or good girl, bad girl. If you don't do this, I'll stop paying. Mm-hmm. You need to take that power. So to protect yourself from the financial bullying, you really just have to work on making sure that you're self-sufficient and you can ignore that kind of stuff. Mm, the if, other, if you can. The other kind of bullying that we see is that through the lawyers. So you go to see the lawyer, and sometimes this happens before they've seen the lawyer, and it's these, I'm going to take all of this house, or you've got to get out of the house right now, it's the law, or Mm. the kind of bullying where they're throwing legal threats at you, Mm. but you're not sure if it's actually legit. Do you see that a lot? Oh, my word. And people come in to see you and go, oh my goodness, my ex has said that if I don't do this within seven days, this is going to happen? Yeah, that's the bulk of our initial inquiries, these pressures. I think that uh, a bully, a natural bully, will find the lawyer that best suits their personality. Mm. So, you know, when you have an initial phone call from a client, the first contact, I can tell, I used to be able to tell before I retired, guys, I could tell if they were the, I want to take her, him for everything. I I want you to do this. Let's get even. Let's do this. They've hurt my feelings. Generally, they don't like the advice that a reasonable lawyer will give them. And so they go and see. Are there lawyers that go, let's take her for all she's worth or let's take him for everything? Are there lawyers that say that? Yes. Yes. And and even so badly, some of them, that the 
their client doesn't want to go that far. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, so well, that's I have heard of this where 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 the the person going through it just wants an even fair settlement mm. and get out through it as quickly as possible, but they're angry or hurt. So so let's look at this then. So ways that you can be bullied once they've seen a lawyer is you can get a letter that says you've got to do this within seven days. Oh what no, do you say to that. Oh no, not seven days. Yeah. I've seen it by close of business today, okay. and they send it at two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that give you a heart attack. Well, and the lawyer yes. <laughs> gives you a heart attack. So I've spent a lot of time as a senior lawyer saying, no, that's an artificial deadline created by them mm-hmm. and it's unreasonable. The court will never let someone give you two two hours, four hours, even two days to, to respond. Okay. And let's just say this is general, general education. This is general education. <laughs> Please always check with the lawyer before you make any decisions. Mm. But mum's saying, unless it's court ordered, mm. if they say you to you, do by within two, two hours before close of business, you must X, Y, Z, you're saying that that's an artificial deadline usually that they've created to, to, to try and freak you out. Yeah, but if they've got kids and they've taken the children, mm-hmm. then you're entitled to give them a two-hour deadline to give them back if they're not supposed to have them yeah. with the court order. Yes. So, yeah. So, so court orders are check different. Check your case. If you've got a court yeah. order, that's different. Yeah. And but, always check with the lawyer. But you're saying if you get a big bullying letter that gives you this big red hot deadline, mm. usually it's their deadline they've created in their head. Yes, that's right. Although like seven or 10 days is not an unreasonable one. But I've had like, clients who've really had palpitations on reading these letters. And, in, and the first letters are often quite long now mm. because they're complying with the with the rules. So the, can you can you say, look, that's not enough time. Can you please give me two absolutely. weeks? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that would be regarded as reasonable. Right. And the number of times, by the time you're getting to see a lawyer, your deadline might be almost up. Mm. And so you can send that letter yourself and just say, I'm waiting to get legal advice. Uh, please extend it for another 10 days or whatever. If ever they they wave that letter around that says you didn't respond in time or didn't get, you can show that letter as a reasonable response and tell them you're getting legal. Now, the, another way that bullying through the lawyers you've talked about many times before is they send the letter Friday at five o'clock mm-hmm. and it'd be some big horrible bullying, you've got to do this and you must do this and this is why. And they do it at that time so that they can't go see a lawyer to to check out what's what's what or well, is that the kind of bullying you I wouldn't you have see? thought a lawyer would do that, but right. but they might. But I do think, uh, and I'm probably being guilty of it myself, if you've got something you want to get done by that week, mm. and it, by the time it's typed and sent back to your design, it might well be Friday. Yeah. I can, I can tell you that I never pass those on yeah. on a Friday afternoon to leave someone stranded over the weekend with yeah. no support. So I wait and send it on the Monday. But there are clients who insist on this. Mm. And I actually had a client once who wasn't a client for very long who insisted that I serve the papers on his ex on her birthday. What a lovely person that person Yes. Must be. And I said, well, how are you going to negotiate after that? So what about the bullying to just agree to 50-50 for property? Let's just do an equal split. Or mm. what about the bullying that I want you to agree that you're not going to include any of this because I brought this or this was my mum's and and that, that kind of bullying where they're putting pressure on the person to settle, to come mm. to sign some financial agreement, to sign a consent order or, or to agree paper. to a parenting thing. Mm. And they're here, just sign it and it It'll all be over. What kind yeah. of, if you're separated or about to be and you need to get everything finalised and sorted but you don't know what to do next or 
you're looking for a way to do your own divorce and settlement without spending thousands of dollars on lawyer, then you already know what you need to do. And that is to sign up and become a member of the DIY Divorce Blueprint. Empower, educate and equip yourself with the legal know-how and the tools you need to get divorced or de facto separated and finally settle. Work through this course at your own pace without feeling confused, lost, scared or overwhelmed of all the family law legal jargon and process it. Let us walk with you through this journey and show you a better way. So what about the bullying to just agree to 50-50 for property? Let's just do an equal split. Or what about the bullying that I want you to agree that you're not going to include any of this because I brought this or this was my mum's and and that that kind of bullying where they're putting pressure on the person to settle, to come mm. to sign some financial agreement, to sign a consent order or, or to agree paper. to a parenting thing. Mm. And they're here, just sign it and it'll all be over. What kind yeah. of... Can, just don't. Just, just, you're entitled to get legal advice. Yeah. Um, the worst one I see, I think, is... I'm not leaving unless you promise not to touch my superannuation, Mm. things like that. Look, it doesn't, what you say when you haven't got legal advice in the moment usually doesn't signify anything in the court. The court's going to make sure their orders are fair and reasonable. Okay. All right. Because that bullying, I've heard so many people say, I I just wanted to give in so he would just stop hassling me, or I just wanted to agree to what she said because I was so desperate. You know, so those kind of, there, there is, and and I think everyone who's listening, I want you to realize, and I know a lot of people just go, I'm just going to give in just because I just want it over. Those kind of bullying people, if they're already bullying you to get that, the bullying doesn't stop. No, once can... once that you've agreed to what they want, they then screw the knobs more and get yep. you to bully you to give them more. So you've yeah. you've really got to keep in your mind just because you'll give in at like at this point, even before you've seen a lawyer, it doesn't mean it's going to stop the the hell. Yeah. It's going to keep going anyway. It, it, so you might as well dig in, endure the hell, and get something better for yourself. I, I think that's absolutely right. Someone said to me oh, many years ago, "You can't appease." A bully, mm. uh, and if they, if if during the relationship, think about, did you fight or probably fought? Have your arguments? Uh, the person who followed you around the house to continue the argument—that's how they're going to argue with you now. Mm. The person who just is unresponsive—that's how they're going to be in family law as well, not respond. But yes, a lot of bullies bullies then bring in imaginary uh, threats or you know inflated threats of how much it's going to cost, how long it's going to take, and then they recruit people to also have. Can I have a talk with you? Can I have a coffee with you? And then what they do in that talk of the coffee is pressure you to go back. Mm. And it's none of their business. Or pressure you to agree or yes. pressure you to give in. Or the, and, you know, worst thing, I've seen so many times that kids have been brought in mm. to it. So they, they tell the children, go, oh, we what? can't have this because I'm paying your mum or your dad too much child support. Mm. We, you know, if your father only paid more child support, I could get you those new shoes. Like mm. all that sort of thing. And then the kids so go over to dad, s- why don't you give me the money so to buy if shoes? if that's happening with the listener now, what are they supposed to do about that? A very firm letter. Setting out the words that the children have said, so you're documenting it. I like to leave a little bit of white space around the words and perhaps even put them in bold Mm -hmm. and inverted commas. So, you know, little Jimmy said... That you said He's you, your, you're not because you're paying yeah, all the I'm I'm so poor because I'm not getting enough child support, so ask your father to buy the shoes. Or, you know, I'm so I can't buy them because I give all my money to your mother or your father. So mm. those sorts of things are unforgivable. Yeah. 
and it will be really helpful in the court later on. So if you write that in a letter, that could stop that kind of bullying because if they do go see a lawyer, the lawyer's mm. going to go stop that right away. That's right. And if they are in, a, in with the lawyer, naming those things, putting those sentences out, there is the opportunity for their lawyer to say, oh, darling, you can't say that. Yeah. That's And give them some information about the impact on the kids mm-hmm. long term. The next type of bullying, Mum, is that before court stage. So uh, <laughs> if you've listened to our pre-action procedures episode or if you do our course, you'll know there's a letter that goes out two weeks before mm-hmm. uh, saying, you know, here's what I want. If you don't agree, I'm going to file in court. Yes, that's the notice of intention. Yes. Yeah. So there's that letter. Mm. And that's not bullying, that's following. It's following the rules. But the bullying that can occur at mediation or saying, if you don't do this, I'm taking you to court. There's that I'm taking you to court bullying All argument, yes. which which to anybody who's trying desperately to avoid court, which I would say most of the people listening here, that's mm. why they're listening. Yeah. That makes your heart rate go up, your blood pressure go up. The, just the thought of going to court terrifies people. Yep. So how do people navigate that, mum? Have you found that there's certain bullies that just say, I'm going to take you to court, and they say it every day? All the time, yes. Uh, But it doesn't take the sting out of it Mm. if you're the one trying not to go to court. So Mm. the first thing to remember is they have to have given a a reasonable shot at negotiating these things before they go to court. That's one. So they have to at least try mediation usually, Mm. unless it's urgent. And so if you get a notice of intention to file, you don't have to agree within the two weeks. You just have to give them a reasonable response. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they're they're forcing you to go to a particular mediator, you can say no. So the best thing you can you can then put forward a panel of three and get them to choose one. Best thing before you start just general education only. <laughs> please go and see a family lawyer before making any of these decisions. Mm-hmm. This is mum's just general education. So yes, go mum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd recommend that you get the pre- the central practice direction printed out and read that section. It will take some of the worry out of it mm. because yeah, that is a big threat. Yeah, and if they were going to take you to court, they probably already would have. But you don't know. So yeah. go and get some legal advice on that so, and so get a letter back to them saying, I'm thinking about it or let's have some mediation or or even containing an offer. So if you've got someone who just goes, I'm going to take you to court, we're going to be in court next week, just remember there are the steps that you need to take before you can usually get your foot in the mm-hmm. door. So don't freak out. Try not to let that worry you too much. And there have been cases, Laura, now where the... Um, the judge, if they haven't done their proper pre-action procedures, mm-hmm. that would, that's what we talk to them about, do the t- giving you time to respond, going to mediation and all that, where the court just either dismisses their application or just per, like adjourns it long term mm-hmm. to make sure you do all those processes. Oh. And yeah, and there can be cost consequences against them or their lawyer. If they've got a lawyer, you can still do that thing I said, mm-hmm. like put their threats in a letter, really obviously written so that their lawyer knows what they're up to. Mm. If you're getting threats all the time and this bullying stuff, can you does that help you in court if you do end up going to court? Can you show that to the judge? Does that sway the judge's opinion mm. or decision in anything? It does it shouldn't make any difference in property, mm. although that they'll take a dim view mm. of it. With children's matters it can often the court looks at it as coercive control. Right. Or they might might see someone who is not child focused. Right. Who is intent on hating you more than they love their kids. All right. So keep all of those 
bullying threats and then maybe if you need to go to court about kids, you can attach that to an affidavit. And that takes us to the next bit of bullying. Holy moly, going to court, and we've heard so many people in our Mm. group talk about this, when they get their first affidavit or that initiating application and they read it and it's just bullying BS. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. And she did that and she did this and it's all lies and it's all the threats that they were saying they were going to do in this big affidavit. Yes. And then more bullying saying, I'm going to put more information in about you if you don't, blah, blah, blah. What, what can people do about that kind of bullying yeah. through the court? Uh, look, you will feel really rough once you read all of that because it's in writing, because it's got the court seal on it. Mm. Uh, But when you get your side of the story down and then you can file that as a response, you will feel better because your side is being heard. Mm. I reckon too, not just the affidavits, sometimes the orders they're looking for are so out there Mm. and unachievable. Well, so so for example, what about those people that are like, I want the children 100% of the time and I want 100% of the property? Yes. That's just bullying in itself, isn't it? It it feels like it, unless there's a realistic reason Mm. why that might happen. Yeah. Uh, But I can't think of a case where 100% of the property went to one. Oh, yes, I can. It was 100% of the property in Australia because because we couldn't find the money overseas. (laughs) But that's, you know, but normally, no, the court's got to do justice between you both. And it's a bad look. The judges, uh, like often they'll amend that application that's asking for something completely unreasonable. They'll amend it, but that original document's floating around and you can point to it. When you're mm. in court and say, look, look at the behaviour of this person. So that's a tactic that they use to bully, to yes. continue to ask oh. for things that it, they know is going straight for your heart. Yep. And can I say this from my heart to anyone listening who's got an aff- affidavit or application and at the bottom of the application, it says that you, the respondent, pay the applicant's costs of an incidental to this this case, and sometimes even they say on an indemnity basis. I just want you to know, uh, whoever needs to hear this now, that that is standard on the end of any set of audits. It's not really usually coming from your ex. It's just a pie in the sky sort of claim. Uh, just in case. Just in case. Hopefully they, they yeah. want you in some unicorn situation to pay all your costs. That's right. You need to have that in. So I I know that stops people's hearts sometimes. So just don't worry about that. All right. Unless you, you know, go and see a lawyer and they'll calm you down, I think. What if they're being bullied at court? Mm. So like you said in some episodes and people go listen to the the court conveyor belt where you say right up until the door, People mm. are negotiating and maybe some of our listeners might be self-represented and they're there and all of a sudden this barrister turns up mm. in their face and says, can I have a word with you for a minute? Or or if you've got a lawyer, can I talk to your lawyer for a minute? You know, where they, they, you guys do your little talking outside yep. the door of the court. Can bullying happen there? Or between the lawyers. Between the lawyers or between a, cl- a self-repped person and a person. I've come across, even at my age, mm-hmm. I've come across bullies. Wow. Yeah, swaggering idiots in barristers' robes. Um, and they think because, you know, you're a girl or you're a solicitor or whatever, that they're going to be able to, to bully, really, sorry. Yeah, BSU. Their way, BSU all the way into court. But you know, you'll choose a lawyer who will stand firm. Mm-hmm. You don't want a lawyer who stands firm no matter what. Mm. You want a realistic lawyer who's focused on settling this matter, but prepared to go the hard yards in court. Yeah. And so it's water off a duck's back for me. Yeah. I think it says more to about that person. If you as an individual don't want to talk to the barrister, ask for a duty lawyer. 
Right. Go and ask the uh, the associate mm-hmm. who comes out and calls out names if you're physically in court mm-hmm. um, to have someone to talk to. And if you want to, you don't talk to the barrister. You don't have to. Right. Okay. They really should go through an intermediary mm. um, and it certainly shouldn't be bullying. If they've got a barrister and a solicitor, maybe you could talk to the solicitor if you feel confident enough. But yeah, don't be pressured. Mm. We do get people writing in saying, oh, I'm a bit worried because my lawyer is buddy-buddy with their lawyer and I saw them outside laughing. And that's the opposite of bullying. It, what do you say to people who are listening mm. who worry about that? It's a really bad look, isn't it? I've yeah. seen an independent children's lawyer chatting and giggling with the other side. Oh, gosh. And I was acting for my client mm. and I was a bit unprofessional, I guess, but I walked past and said, that doesn't look very independent to me. <laughs> stopped them in their tracks. Um, but look, it's the profession, f- family law profession, particularly at the level where you're actually going to court, it's not that big. Mm. The, the, there's only a all, couple of them. Yeah, there's, well, it seems like that. There's mm. So chances are they do know each other. Chances yep. are we know each other's first name. But there's that shouldn't play into what happens at court. Okay. But if you think that your lawyer is either beguiled, there's word for the week, mm. beguiled, by the other side and just wants to, you know, impress them. impress them or appease them, maybe you need a different lawyer. Right. Mm. Probably too late to change it at the door of the court, but mm. have a Make chat a note next. Yes. And, of course, you're ultimately in the driver's seat because mm. you're the one giving the instructions. Yeah. You're the one. They're, they're, your lawyer's there to do what you say, although you should listen to their advice. But, yes, it's a terrible look. A lawyer doesn't live very far from where I used to live. And uh, whenever we had a case against each other, she just hated me mm. until the case was over. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and so that's, you know, lawyers Lawyers know how to take and a side. if you're self-repped and your ex is self-repped and you're going mm. to court and it is they are big bullies and perhaps it is a post-separation abuse situation. And I recommend anyone listening to this, go and check out the post-separation abuse episodes because you might realise that this bullying actually might be post-separation abuse. Mm. So what can you do if your ex is at court, you're at court, you don't have anyone representing you, they don't have anyone representing you, and they're trying to talk to you and you are terrified. Yes. Uh, Go and talk to the security guards. There will be visible security guards on every floor. Yep. Uh, If you can't see one, talk to the associate. Mm-hmm. And asked to be put into a, a separate room. Okay. Uh, most of the there are rooms in in all of the court registries yes. where you can go and sit and right. lock the door. Uh, but it's it's all on video. It's not recording words. But I have used it in court. I've used Later. the video of a man was a bloke this time um, harassing the the wife. Oh wow! Yeah, at the lift, mm-hmm. and waiting for the lift to come. <laughs> so. And it's recording, isn't it, inside? Mm. Oh, of course. That's recording all the words. Words and video, whether the judge is there or not. Mm. That's a good thing to remember. Okay, so what about in the witness box? Can you be bullied in the witness box by a barrister? Yes, but don't think of that as bullying. Right. Because uh, they, to help the judge reach the, reach the right conclusion, mm. they are going to put different scenarios to you. And Try and find out, uh, find a weak link so that if you're lying, it comes out in the witness box. So it's not always a pleasant experience in the witness box, but it's part I don't of think the it's process. Never a pleasant experience in the witness box, I'm sure. I've seen TV, it looks terrifying. Well, beware the, the smiling, um, polite 
embarrassed because you'll often say stuff you wouldn't have normally said if someone was badgering Oh, is that your trick, mum? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, just be aware that you're probably going to feel like you're being bullied in the witness box, but Mm. it's part of the process and unfortunately there's not much you can do about it. I know, and and some people... You can say you need some time out. Absolutely, and there's water and tissues there. Mm -hmm. Just focus on it, uh, focus on the question, if you don't understand the question, ask for it to be repeated. Look at the top of their head, not their eyes. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, That's a lot less stressful than trying to imagine everyone naked. And Don't imagine everyone naked. Th- that was what Especially was told to Especially if your ex me. is in there. The no, last no, no. thing you want to be thinking about is your naked yeah. ex. So, you know, when they're just people at the end. They're yeah. just doing a job. Right. And the judge will know if there's... If that's a bullying tactic, if it's too bad um, and you've got a lawyer, your lawyers will stop it. They'll ask. I'm going to put you in trouble now, Mum. Okay. Do do judges bully people? Yes. Right. What do you do if you're being bullied by a judge? How do you know if you're being bullied by a judge? Well, you'll know. You know when you're being pressured. Right. Being bullied. However, uh, judges have a job to do Mm -hmm. and they have a big emphasis on getting matters settled and out of court. So they may be telling you a few home truths that you might perceive as bullying, but not everyone that you meet in your process is out to hurt you. Some people are telling you home truths. So the number of judges I know of that bully are are few and far between, to be honest. Okay. And a lot of them just have a deep interest in winding it up, and they've seen it all the time. Now, there seems to be two at court, and I know we've focused a lot on the court system, but Mm. sometimes people bring these huge entourages for their trials Mm. or their mentions or whatever they're doing. If you want to know all the stages of that, you can listen to our Court Convey About episode. But so... What do people do when they're being bullied? Like you turn, like they turn up, and there's like the auntie, the uncle, the grandma, the granddad, everybody, including the the auntie May and all the cousins, sitting in the courtroom or sitting outside the courtroom, and they're all giving you daggers. So go and sit somewhere else. Yeah, um, I call them the cheer squad, mm-hmm. and uh, it's all the sweeter if when you go into court. And your your ex who's brought the cheer squad loses the case. <laughs> it's great. So let's focus on yeah. that. Yeah. And it and look, it's one day if it's the trial, hopefully, or a couple of days, mm. and then it's done. And and you could mention that. I've seen it mentioned in Really? Court. Yep. Who's that, that in the back? Is that what they no, say? No, no. I've seen the person say to the judge, I'm feeling pressured out there because there are, you know, fifteen people, people from his there. or her side of the family. And the yeah. court may ask them to leave. Okay. Mm. All right. After court. You can get bullied too. Physically, you can get bullied if they hang around your car that, when you leave. True, but even like what about the bullying that happens after court so that maybe you haven't got your orders yet and they're still pressuring you or saying, come on, sign this. or yep, We're going to appeal. Yes. So what do people agree. do with that kind of stuff? Yeah, again, you've got to try and be businesslike about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's impossible, but yeah. you've got to try. Uh, so find out what the reality is. If the judge has made an order, I think most people would say that's enough. Yeah. That we're entitled to follow that order. Make sure you don't breach it mm-hmm. in any way. But, you know, if they don't follow the orders, they'll get their comeuppance at the next hearing or if you've completely finished, there will be in orders consequences for failing to pay a certain amount of money or failing to transfer the documents. And you can actually take it back back to court for enforcement of those original orders. You can only appeal if there's a wrong, if the judge was wrong at law. 
Right. And uh, you need to get legal advice about that. Definitely get legal advice mm. for that. So if you're feeling like you've been bullied in any of these steps or stages, yeah. you know, mum's mentioned pretty early on that potentially it's coercive control, potentially it could be post-separation abuse. All of those we've done some seriously in-depth episodes on that really, really will help you. Mm. But I think it's important to highlight that bullying does happen. Yeah. And you need to be aware that it's happening. And when it comes to or else... I'm going to take you to court kind of stuff or else I'm going to take all your money or else I'm going to take the children. They're big, big bully threats mm. and it is a big heart attack moment for people. But what you've tried to say today, Mum, which if I can paraphrase it, is the court's seen it all. Mm. It's not, you, that doesn't hardly ever happen. Mm. So you're going to be okay. You've just got to get your protections set up and get your mental health in a good spot. If and you your yep. good support network, a good yep. lawyer, good friends, At, and walk past them with your it. head held high. That's absolutely right. And I have to say that the amendments to the legislation that are coming to the Family Law Act and the attitude of the court generally to bullying or coercive control has has been really a miracle this year. And you will be heard. These things that seem too petty mm-hmm. to put in an affidavit suddenly may paint that picture like a person hanging around the lift so you can't get out. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you. Hopefully, if you're going through this, you can find more of our episodes. Call 1-800-RESPECT if you really need help or Lifeline. Or legal aid in your state. Or legal aid in your state or women's legal services or a community legal service. And thank you, Mum, so much for your time. You're welcome, Laura. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.